0: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from How Betty Davis Saved My Life. I am Moya, and unfortunately, I had Georgia with me and we had technical difficulties. So I have to do this greeting on my own, but Georgia sends you all of her Merry Christmas and holiday love. We have a great movie for you. This is our gift to you. You know, we always do a gift for you for the holiday season, for Christmas time. This year we have. The man who came to dinner starring our one and only Betty Davis and the funny and hilarious Monty Woolley and Sheridan and Jimmy Durante. We're already into it due to all our technical difficulties, so we're going to jump right into it, guys. Merry Christmas from How Betty Davis Saved My Life for Myself and Georgia. Happy Holidays. We hope you have a fabulous, fabulous, and wonderful holiday. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at the same not at the same name and on YouTube. For How Better Day to Save My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood, I am Moya. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays.
1: But the title role, The Man Who Came to Dinner, is played by Monty Woolley. He plays the role of Sheridan Whiteside. We also have Jimmy Durrani. We have Billy Burke, Mary Wicks, Grant Mitchell, Reginald Gardner, Richard Travers, and Ruth Vivian. And there were two people besides Monty Woolley who appeared in the original play. And they were uh, Mary Wicks and also Ruth Vivian. So those three people re- reprised their original roles from the play went into the movie uh betty davis actually wanted very badly to play opposite um john barrymore and he actually screen tested for the role but unfortunately his screen test came out badly and what happened was he was uh he was suffering from alcoholism very severely and due to his age and his health, and also he could not remember any of his lines. So unfortunately, Betty Davis didn't get her wish of playing opposite John Barrymore, and they considered a number of other very famous people. Charles Lawton wanted this role desperately, and he did the first screen test he bombed, so they had him redo it again a second time. He begged and begged. They relented, let him do the second time. And it was even worse than the first screen test, and he <laughs> left in t- reportedly in tears. Oh no! <laughs> I mean he was so upset; his face was contorted in tears. They oh, also wow. considered Cary Grant, but Cary Grant, Cary um, Grant? they felt he was a little bit. Yes, no. I know. Yeah, I know. I cannot imagine Cary Grant in the role. They also considered Orson Welles, and there was a host of other people that they considered for the role of Sheridan Whiteside. But I feel that. Monty Woolley is perfect in this role. He was born to play
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely, and <clears throat> and I know you know we always get caught up in our stars, especially when it's Betty Davis' time. Um, but we did want to give you this this background because you had to cast this Mr. Whiteside. The the he is the the central figure. You had to do this pitch perfectly because. Nothing else would work in the picture because this is one of those pictures where characters are feeding off of each other's lines. And um, Georgia's our head of our, our research department. But George, just give us the plot for this a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so, okay, you have to remember that back then in the early 40s, okay, unlike what we have now with podcasts, they had... Uh, people who would go on the radio and speak. Okay, and so the title character, played by Monty Woolley, is a famous lecturer and critic, and he's a radio star. Just like us, Moya! <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so he, he is on a public speaking and book tour. When he is hosted at the home of a family in Ohio, he's supposed to have dinner with them. Well, when he gets there, he slips and falls on their icy front steps, And he has to stay and recuperate at their home where he totally takes over. He commandeers their home. He sticks his nose in everybody's business. He uh, wreaks havoc and he he plays host to a steady stream of wacky guests. This man is like a never-ending insult, bizarre deliveries. And he is the worst house guest in the history of the world. And as they say... Hilarity ensues,
0: yes, and it if if anybody could manage to outshine uh Betty Davis and we'll talk about why she took this role, uh you know, Georgia touched on it as well, but um well, she wanted to do a comedy she want she was uh kind of t- trying to take a break from all the heavy movies she had done the letter. Um, she had also did Little Foxes and uh, The Great Lie so this was a break from that so that's another reason why she wanted to do it and so she <clears throat> and so she, she's not the the central figure as you as uh, you will but if she is the star like I said got top billing so she gets upstaged by Monty Will and I think she was probably perfectly fine because you know she wanted to work with him as, as well um, but it's just hilarious this movie and it's timeless right Georgia all the quips all the quick banter and wit it is time like some of these insults YouTube has an insult compilation and it's about three minutes long it's just Monty Woolley, just boom 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 Mr. Whiteside and it's freaking hilarious and it's timeless like you could use it today it's so funny
1: oh i agree oh but you know he is so thoroughly obnoxious and i <laughs> and i found that i was taking some kind of a perverse pleasure oh, in listening yeah. to the next and the next crazy insult that he would come up with next but they're very intelligent this is very witty yeah intelligent and and i was like going man this is like so true and uh, characteristic of the classic comedies from the 30s and 40s, had they come up with this witty banter. And it reminded me a lot of when we reviewed the movie The Women. It was the same kind of thing. Yes. Very rapid fire delivery, very witty. And you have to pay full-on attention because you don't want to let it fly past you because it
0: will. It will. It absolutely will. And I love how you... Uh, connected those two because it's like that is never a dull moment. And um, this movie came out in 1942. Is that correct, Georgia? Uh, United States had just maybe two months earlier entered World War II. And I know people (laughs) needed a good laugh. I can only imagine.
1: Boy, that's exactly right. This timing of the movie was spot on. Yes, they had just entered the war and they wanted something jolly uh, they just entered Christmas with a war and they wanted something that would be fun, lighthearted, uplifting, and not very serious.
0: Right. And you, and you see who's in it. Um, And so, also, you got Betty not being a B. Rhymes with which. You have someone else. So she really was very generous in this movie. She's the good guy. She's the... The, one of the very few movies where she's the victim and <laughs> kind of takes a step back and be abused, if you will. And she's being abused at the hands of Anne Sheridan and she is absolutely delicious.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, in the, one of the trailers for the movie, they're trying to really play up the rivalry between these two actresses. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. Um, and art kind of imitates life in this movie because of um she ended up running off with one of the men that Betty Davis really loved and thought very highly of and Sheridan was currently when this movie was being uh made and Sheridan was dating um the man that Betty Davis used to go with George Brent and in fact yeah Ann Sheridan married George Brent in January 1942, the same month, the movie was released. So yes. watch the scenes, pay specific attention. I know our eyes are usually on Betty, but look at Anne Sheridan during the scenes when the two women are together, because I don't know about you, but I maybe I'm imagining it, but I thought I detected she's about ready to just jump on Betty and just tear apart. <laughs> There's a real, you can feel it. There's really something going on here between Betty and Anne Sheridan.
0: Yes. <clears throat> and it and it's perfect. It's just like what she, you know, fast forward years later to she and Joan Crawford and um Baby Jane. This that and, and she and Miriam Hopkins not too long after this one and um old acquaintances. So we are the beneficiaries of Betty's real life feuds with these women. And it is absolutely perfect. You know, I keep saying absolutely because it is. It is perfect. You get that smoke from both of <laughs> we. Like I said, just get your popcorn and enjoy. And this movie was by uh, written. It was a play by Kaufman and Hart. And ironically, I um it, it became a movie. And you know, if it had some um, Jordan's are going to probably get into this a little bit more. But um, it had some hiccups along the way. They not you know the studios wasn't sure they wanted to make it. And two. A a movie, but um, it was originally a play. And ironically, I am just looking at a movie and I have to look it up. Um, uh star and like in the early thirties with Eileen Pringle and one of my favorite character actors, a really um, unsung uh song and dance man, Jack Okey. He was a, a comedic actor as well. And I think it's called Once in a Lifetime. And I you know correct me if I'm wrong. Hit us up on Facebook. But it it takes a early poke and satire and just makes fun uh, early fun making of hollywood georgia and it you could tell it's making fun of sam goldwyn because he had an infamous accent and funny way of saying thing and phrasing his words um and and so several movies made fun of him but you could tell it's making fun of not only just him but the hollywood head honchos how just flighty and hypocritical and just all over the place how they were and how they treated their stars like crap and treated their staff like crap crap so i i didn't i didn't even know until i was looking up some research for this movie so i think it's called once in a lifetime but eileen pringle really unsung actress um really just underappreciated um, act, character actors and Jack. Okay, it is hilarious. So look that up as well. But yeah, they did this play. Georgia, can you say anything else about um the background of getting this play done or some more history?
1: Oh yeah, this was based on an actual uh, series of events because uh, there was a famous playwright. His name was Alexander Wolcott, and he actually came to visit Moss Hart at his home. And when he was there. He tried to take over his home <laughs> with all kinds of outrageous demands. And so he got together with his other fellow playwright, George S. Kaufman. And they said, wouldn't it be? And, and actually, Alexander will cut, said, why don't you write a play for me? Well, he didn't realize they were going to write a play about him. And so they decided to write this play about him going to a family in Ohio, you know, somebody in the Midwest, so different from their New York,
0: right? you yeah. know,
1: Very urbane, ultra-sophisticated ways. And so they thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if you contrast the small town with the New York City elite people? And so that is what you get in this movie. It is based on what happened when he went to his house, how he commandeered the whole place, ordered his servants all around, took over his bedroom, started making crazy meal requests, and all kinds of things happened. So that's, that's really what went on. And then you also have another very, very uh, famous uh, comedy writing team. You have two brothers, the Epstein brothers, who did the screenplay for this movie. And so you have what a collaboration in this movie to make it come together. Um, it ended up being the third highest grossing movie for Warner Brothers that year. Um, and Betty Davis was sometimes referred to as the fourth Warner bro- Warner's brother because she very strongly lobbied them to make this movie because she loved the play so much. And she thought that it would be so fun to bring it to the screen. And this was the only time during, you know, her golden Hollywood years, during the 30s and 40s, that she actually played a second fiddle role. And she underplays it. Beautifully, and I love the way she acts. You can see her being vulnerable, you can see her being in love, you can see her standing up to Monty Woolley. I mean, there's just all these things that have, I mean, so many nuances in this that she does. And I thought, my gosh, she's good, even when she plays a very subdued role and not the dramatic. You know, thing, and she's so she's good in comedy too. And I thought, yes, isn't there's nothing this woman can't do? She's just absolutely amazing. I also wanted to talk about a couple of other things. First of all, there's a very interesting incident that occurred with Betty Davis while she's filming this movie. Her dog bit her on the nose, oh, no. and it looked so bad that she retreated to her home in New Hampshire to recover for a couple of weeks before she would be presentable before the cameras again so when she came back she wasn't completely healed he could still see the injury they're filming her in some scenes from the back you see her back turned to the camera Mm. but i have to tell you on this set when she would come on for to do you know her shot well um when monty Woolley saw her he would start giggling and laughing which would cause the rest of the Crew and the cast members start laughing at her, so they couldn't get the the, the cast under control because oh, every wow. time she comes on, they start laughing at
0: her because of her nose. How dare they laugh at Betty? How dare they? I know. <laughs> it's just you, so rude.
1: You but please. anyway, <laughs> I also wanted to tell you something about. The fabulous Ori Kelly design gown. Yes, now yes you her, better say range. his
0: name. You better say his name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, The range of his costume design. Now look at the way he dresses Anne Sheridan. Yes. She's wearing these very fluid blouses and gowns. She's not wearing any foundation garments. She's wearing furs and muscles. But I am so shocked that her blouse got past the sensors. Yeah. She's
0: obviously
1: priceless. And she's, I'm thinking, what? You can
0: definitely, yeah. Yeah. She's not, yeah. Yes. Oh. I thought I was the only one. I was like, am I seeing some nippleage here or something yeah. like that? And so, you know my favorite blouse, it's the one with the hands. With oh, the, yeah. I guess with the, with the hands giving a thumbs up or something like that, like thumbs up to the nippleage. I don't know. But <laughs> I, you, guys, this is all, and so the furs, let's talk about the furs. I mean, in my opinion, every woman should have a fur. It could be faux fur or real, but you need to have a full length fur coat. Because And so when you look at this movie, you'll see why, because the <laughs> the furs are used as a device of power. And fur coats, we know, you know, it's always meant prestige and And wealth, um, but don't you love like when Betty sees that Ann Sheridan is trying to take steal her man? Yes, guys, there's a a, a man stealing activities going on. This movie has everything. And when Betty storms out the room and goes and get that, rips that fur out of the closet off that hang, I was like, "Yep, that's what you do." (laughs) So if I'd have took the thing and threw it over Ann Sheridan's head and tried to beat her brains out with something with the with uh, (laughs) a With one of the fruit trades well, or know. something like that. But yeah, the furs and, and the clothes are used, especially the furs for power. I, Ori Kelly, that's him and Adrian. And I, I believe they both were gay. But who the better dressed as a gay man? Let's just be honest. Do your hair, your makeup, and your life. i just be honest with you. Especially back then, I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd have been born back there so I could have had all these clothes. I wouldn't have had any civil rights, but I'd have looked fabulous. So, I don't know, it might be on a train off. You just, the way you, you know, lemons and lemonade, everybody. But the just the clothes and the hats, oh, my gosh, and Sheridan's hats. Weren't they everything?
1: Oh, she had the best hats. Sorry, Betty. But, you know, <laughs> he dressed her perfectly tailored wool suits and accessories so it, but it told us a lot about betty's personality the way he dressed her but mm-hmm. then again the way he dressed monty Woolley because he's wearing yes. these like luxurious like dinner and jackets, like, and jackets and dinner, dressing, yeah, smoking yes. jackets dressing
0: yes oh yeah oh my gosh
1: and reginald gardner the way he dressed reginald gardner too i was yes. going Oh, wow. Right. And uh, poor Miss Preen. She got the short end of the (laughs) stick, didn't she, Mary Wicks? In fact, isn't she wearing the same nurse's outfit that she wears in Now Voyager when she plays the nurse? I thought, that's the
0: same outfit. And good eye for you. Yes. I I totally forgot she was in that. So she probably is. (laughs) Poor thing. And we love Mary Wicks because she's been in everything. And I recently, I had totally forgot about this episode. She was in as Lucy's ballet instructor. uh, I love Lucy. (laughs) And Lucy got caught in the the bar. And I I was looking at something (laughs) about Lucille Ball. And I said, oh my gosh, there was her, Mary Wick. So, we love her. She is one of the best character actors ever. I'm sorry. She is.
1: Yeah. You know, she was in Sister Act. And she played, I think, in and all that. She played nuns and stuff. And, Gosh, you know, I love this era because they had all these marvelous character
0: actors. I wish we had these nowadays. I know oh you don't. God. Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Durante, he chewed up the screen. And I'm not a huge Jimmy Durante fan because he's kind of a little bit too hyper. And But this part, do you know, was he ad-libbing? Because he was hilarious. You know, sometimes he, he's oh too God. much for me in other musicals. But no, he was hilarious in this. He was a one-man riot. Yes.
1: I, I I, just fell out loud. He steals every scene he's in. And at yes. one point, they considered having Danny Kay.
0: Play oh, no, no, part. no, 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 no.
1: But Danny Kay could know. Uh, Jimmy Durani was just so fantastic in it. Right. And, and did you know he was playing the piano? He didn't even look at the keys of the he piano. Didn't. And he was like playing. I went like, Perfectly. oh, my
0: God. Look at that. I, yeah, I know. That's I was like, amazing. is he really <clears throat> actually playing the piano? You know, and um <clears throat> and so his character was one of the few characters that Monty Woolley didn't push around because he was so over the top and so crazy, you know, he, he couldn't keep up with him. But yeah, this is just a delight. This is why we chose this movie for you guys because it is a true treat, a true p- present, and we really hope you enjoy the man who came to dinner. um, And, and I mean, Georgia, I, I don't know else. I don't want to give away too much because there's so much going on. There's like like maybe six subplots going on. <laughs> and there's like so many extras and other character actors. I mean, but it's not overwhelming.
1: No, I don't think so at all. But I mean, you'll have a field day with this movie. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think one of the things I have to say about this movie is it is in many ways a true classic. It has wonderful energy and surprises.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and it has a twist ending. Yes. Um, and um, I just want to tell you it's it just if you just want a fun little break, you know, from Christmas shopping or wrapping presents or baking yes. cookies and you want to see something that's real sweetie? Poo and (laughs) Catherine?
0: then have we got the movie for you (laughs) yes the man who came to dinner starring our girl we're closing out with her Betty Davis like we said in our promo we just want you to have a good time and enjoy your Christmas holiday guys because we so appreciate you you are our treat every time we we get ready podcast we can't wait to be with you so Merry Christmas from Moya. And
1: Merry Christmas from Georgia. Thank you, dear fans. We look forward to seeing you the next time.
0: Absolutely. You know, my favorite word, because I really mean it. And before we check out uh, Georgia, uh, I think for the new year, we're going to have a, do a surprise. I, I, we're going to have a, I'm, we're not going to say what it is. We're going to do, uh, so you just have to wait until it drops. But we're going to have a New Year's uh Eve or end of year surprise for you guys. Um, something different we're trying. And we're gonna have to wait to see what it is. But don't forget to check back with us for your new year's end of year, I should say, treat. Um, and then a, but I we can't tell you what our next movie is gonna be um for the new year. <laughs> oh this is gonna be a doozy. I don't know if we should should wait on it. I, I will let me just say it's gonna be spicy, super spicy, saucy. So I don't know, Georgia, should we tell them or should we just let them find out on their own? Ooh,
1: well, why don't we <laughs> let them find out
0: on their own? <laughs> so this is, let me just say, this is going to be one of our spiciest, sauciest. So obviously it's going to be a 20th century movie. And we are going there with you for the new year. Okay, so just keep that in mind. It's it, it's from the 80s. It was a blockbuster and we've never done a movie like this before. We, we've done this subject before, but we've never done this. We've never done uh, went this depth uh, with, um, let me just say, infidelity at its d- most dangerous. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, George. I'm going to shut up. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh,
1: was that intriguing? I was know. that tantalizing? That was a tease. If I, It, I it really seen. was.
0: I hope so. Well, Merry Christmas, you guys. Don't forget to check us out. We're we're on Facebook. How Better David Saved My Life. Please like and share. Also on YouTube. Please, 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 please subscribe and like our content. So for How Better David Saved My Life, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you have a beautiful holiday. Merry Christmas.